get your face on there and actually speak to them. Remember the power of speech. People want to know you and your personality and they want to know a bit about you as well. So if you do feel vulnerable, get it out there because honestly, people buy from people. And honestly, a massive proportion of the people that come and train with me are people that know my story and they've come and trained with me because they feel comfortable to do so. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. Well, when you first said it, I was going to hang up. <laughs> yeah. and... It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto Mitter on to our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I, I can't to... do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is LashCast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new friend of ours, Nikki Murphy of NK Beauty Bar and Academy. Who's Nikki? Well, she is a trainer over in the UK, and she's someone who really opened our eyes when we went to Lash Fest just a couple of months ago, and she spoke and talked about inclusivity. Now, usually that kind of makes you go, oh, okay, this is cool. I, this is good. We need to hear this stuff. And then she totally went in a different direction. <laughs> and she talked about being inclusive with really people's ability to learn. There are people who have challenges when it comes to learning, and my our daughter's dyslexic, or at least numbers, I think, dyslexic. And so that's a challenge, right? You have to learn differently when you do that. And so with that said, she comes on and shares her story. She has had her struggles and her challenges and talks about one teacher who really just practically destroyed her. It's heartbreaking, but it's really what I think fueled the fire to do what she does today. And she then gives us really some tips and ideas of how to help people, what they call neurodivergent. So you have things like autism or you're dyslexic, or you have other things that make it a little bit more difficult to process and learn or read or see things. And she's saying we can help be more inclusive by changing the way we train, the way we teach. I mean, this is mind-blowing stuff that we had sadly never even realized or thought about, probably because we're not, I'm not, you know, what happens is you kind of get narrow tunnel vision, right? Because I don't struggle with that, so I think everyone's like me, and that's just not the way it is. So she really wants to raise up the flag and say, hey, everyone, let's all be aware. There's other ways of learning, and we can help people learn so our classes can be more inclusive and that more people can get out what they need and succeed and that's our goal we really want to get this message out um, Nikki's amazing plus she's just so much fun guys she is just a sweetheart and someone that we're so excited to have you meet and get to know so we'll get to that in a second but before we do that guys what do we have we have announcements it's time for announcements right now what do we have coming up right now real right like a week away we're gonna be in austin texas when i'm recording this we still had some tickets so if you want to come out to austin and hang out with us and we're gonna be teaching at shelby's place at pink lady lash 
then please do sign up today. Links in the show notes. Then we'll be in Hawaii and Honolulu of all places, July 8th and 9th. We lowered our prices because it's only $16.97, but because it's Hawaii and we realize it's so expensive, we want to make it a little more budget-friendly. So it's $12.97, and we do have payment plans with that. Last con tickets have gone up, so they're now $7.97 for a standard ticket. And we still, last I checked, had the, the diamond ticket, which is a crazy ticket that's $5,000 with an incredible amount of value, and it's meant to be for that last artist who wants to reward himself because they kicked some butt. We also have all our add-on classes still. Last year, a lot of people showed up at LashCon, and we're like, oh, I want to take an add-on. I'm like, we were sold out. So they got a little bummed. So don't wait. Buy your add-on. Even if you buy your ticket, you can go back to the website, click on the tickets, go to the main page, and then you can go around Lashcast Productions and buy your add-on tickets and you see all the trainers. Six different classes, guys. A lot of great value. Only $150. These classes would be three to $500 easily if they were teaching them by themselves. Uh, we have our IBS party coming up just in a couple weeks and we're going to be there on June 25th at the IBS show. Please, if you're going to the show already, there's like 30 plus brands at the show, then come to the party on Sunday night on June 25th. It's going to be the Sahara Hotel. You can't just come up at the door. Last year we sold out. So buy your tickets today, right now. That way you don't have to worry about it. And we're going to give you a little bonus. You can get your IBS ticket today, too, for $10 off. So you haven't bought that yet and been delaying it. You'll get $10 off instead of being $75. It'll be $65. And you can go to the show. It's on the basically Sunday and Monday. Nice, beautiful show. And you get the two. Basically, you get IBS and you also get the IECSE show. Both are combined for this one. And so you don't have to – you can go back and forth between the, both. It's a lot of vendors. Really, this show and the premiere show are your two biggest shows in the country, and they're like three weeks apart. So come and hang out with us there. Come to the party, $87. Vegas – or um, Elvis will be in the building. We're going to have other fun things, food, drinks, music, tons of photo booths. We have like two photo booths and a 360 booth. Uh, swag bag for the first 100 people who come. So come and hang out with us. Next, we've been not talking about this too much, but now that it's finally here in July, we're going to be teaching at PLA on July 25th and 26th. We're co-teaching, I should say. PLA is bringing their team, Caitlin, Michelle, and they're going to be teaching about business. We're going to talk about business, so it's two full days, and I'll have a link in the show notes. You can go buy your ticket today. They might even be close to sold out at this point, but that said, if you haven't got your ticket and you want to hang out this summer with us, then come to this event. It's a business training. So if you're trying to get some sense, because right, maybe you're amazing last stars, but you're struggling in the business side, you want to take this class. I promise you, great value, two full days, tons of content will be awesome. All right, that's all I have to say there. Now let's get into our episode where we sit down with Nikki and really talk about us all being a little bit more inclusive in how we do our trainings. Spark Cookies, we are so excited to be in studio. We have a wonderful guest with us, Nikki Murphy from NK Beauty Bar and Academy from West Sussex of the UK. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to be here with you guys today. Oh, we are too. The feeling is mutual. Yeah, we first saw Nikki just about a little less than two months ago in the UK at Lash Fest. And she, we saw the title and went, okay, it'll be interesting. And it was about inclusivity, and we've heard some talks in this, so it's kind of like, okay, this is yeah, on, it's on brand, yeah. it's on trend. But then she went a whole other direction. Like, we did not see this coming, and it was 
just kind of blew our mind. It was really, really eye-opening. And it we was. thought, oh my goodness, we have to have her on the podcast because I know that our audience would love to see here from a different perspective because it can change and add so much value to whatever you're doing, especially those who are in teaching or training. Yeah, this is really, for those of you who want to be a teacher or a trainer, or maybe you educate your staff, it really is anyone who passes on information to others. You need to think differently. So Nikki, maybe you could share real quick your premise or your main idea of what you shared that day at LashFest. Well, firstly, thank you, because that was my aim of the game, um, because I just want to make things more simple for those that struggle. Yes. That's like the main thing behind all of this. I'm hugely dyslexic. It's not really to me about making money. It's more about helping people. So that was my main aim. I just wanted to deliver a message, not just to the people in the UK, but worldwide. So thanks, guys. (laughs) Um, I just really wanted to make people realise that, one, it's okay to have difference. Two, it's okay to struggle, but don't do it in silence. And three, that we all need to adapt our education, our salons, our businesses, whatever industry you're in, to make things more simple. Because actually, with just by doing a few little tweaks, you can make things so much more simple for everybody. Even if you don't struggle, um, things can become more simple with just a few little tweaks, which I'm going to share with everybody today. Yeah. But before we do that, can you share a little bit about your backstory? Because it really spoke to me, um, and I think it's going to speak to a lot of our audience, about how you kind of figured all this out and some of the dark turns that it took you. Yeah, absolutely. I never imagined the reaction that I would get at Lashfest. I was worried that people would not want to listen to me. Would they care about what I was talking about? But I just came from me, basically, and told my story. And my goodness, did it get a reaction. And I know you guys, it was <laughs> it was incredible. The hug you gave me when I came off stage really helped. Oh, um, I remember you were so nervous going on. I and was. You were like, you in your own head. Me. And I'm so proud of you. Just you great and- energy, by the way. And as a, if I'm a marathoner too, right? Yeah, I've just run my 11th. 11th, wow. yeah. So yeah, not that really hardcore. <laughs> You just got to keep going. Basically, I was really badly bullied from a very young age by girls at school. One particular girl who I don't even speak her name anymore just because she's just not worth my energy. Like Voldemort. We don't speak his name. Yeah. yeah. You shall not be mentioned. Yeah. It gave me drive, though, to kind of go, do you know what? It's just not worth it. But it really did affect me. But yeah, it gave me energy. But I wasn't just bullied by my peers at school. I was bullied by teachers as well. As I said before, I'm hugely dyslexic, but I wasn't diagnosed until year six. I'm not sure how that corresponds in America. How old were you at uh, year six? Um, It was just before I went to secondary school or high school, I guess you call it. So it was probably like junior high then. It's like maybe sixth grade, like 12 years years old. old. Yeah, 10 or 11. So it shouldn't happen. It needs to change, but it still happens now. So I was basically being super smart and memorizing books and my parents used to read to me at night as parents should do but I would memorize it I um kind of make it like Matilda you know when she's got all the words going around in her head that's what I used to do smart cookie and 
I try. <laughs> and I um, used to memorize the books and the words, but eventually the books and the words became harder. So when I went to secondary school, I came across my arch nemesis, Mr. Kingston, my English teacher, and boy, was he nasty. He used to make me stand up in my English lessons and read aloud when he knew that I couldn't. But I had a lovely friend called Laura Carpenter, who we're still friends today, and she used to whisper the words to me. But he realised what we were doing and he would, you know, make me recite Shakespeare and stuff and I couldn't do it. So this kind of made me realise this has to stop. We need to support our children coming out of school. And what can we do to change their education? Because, you know, for somebody like me who hated school, I would have rather been anywhere else than school. But we need to continue the learning journey. But how can we do that? So that's really why I wanted to make a change within the industry and teach the girls and boys coming to, into our incredible industry that it is okay. If you are struggling, we can support you. I have heard, and it's been on my radar for quite a while, that you know people have different learning styles. You know, Some people learn better by, by hearing things, some people by doing it. And so that's always been kind of like front of mind for me. In fact, I but, think with our teaching, we try to do different techniques with different that. games, Hands different on, ways different... to get to, to make sure that I'm hitting that mark. But you really opened my eyes to see that I was missing a big component because there are so many people that have learning disabilities or any kind of issue with learning. And you had some real practical tips for those who are teaching to be able to get that information. Like I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. Well, I want to get the tips in a second, but before let's dig a little deeper okay. on, on the, actually the problem, because I want to clarify. So everyone is on the same page. It's not this dyslexia, right? There's other things too. And I know like for us, our daughter actually has never been diagnosed, but we're pretty sure she has at least some form of dyslexia. I think it's more numbers. Yeah. She was just terrible with spelling. She couldn't memorize things. She, it, there was just a disconnect, and I, I knew and they early couldn't, on. And still to this day, they never. And she's now twenty three and getting married, but she was never diagnosed with it. They would just put her in classes that made her feel dumb, and she, and that's that is the problem, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. awful. And I mean, it's called neurodiversity. That's so the, yeah. They now it's an umbrella. So we look at all these beautiful colors and it forms an umbrella. And, you know, some of these things on the umbrella could be autism. It could be Tourette's tic syndrome. It could be dyslexia. And these are just to name a few. And they all form an umbrella. They used to call it Asperger's. They don't diagnose these things anymore. They just put it under like, I think it's ASD or whatever you want to call it. Our son forms the umbrella. But these kids in school today, Half of them don't get diagnosed. They're called naughty or stupid or dumb or, you know, I was called all these names at school. Lazy. Or, you know, yeah, absolutely defiant. She's being naughty. I wasn't. I was none of these things. I only wanted to please people. But it's hard to do that when you're not getting the right support. It's very, very, very difficult. And I'm sure people listening right now is probably hitting home. They're probably going... I know somebody like this or my child's like this, my sister, my brother, this happened to me. It's hard hitting, but actually we just need to change the path. That's why I wanted to bring that up a little bit more because I want people to realize that, especially our listeners, you might right now be in your room or car or where your, your studio working and you're like, I was that person. I always felt like I was, or maybe today you still feel like you're not capable and that's not the thing. It's like you said, neurodivergence is this big umbrella where you fall in the school systems 
have completely ignored this part of our students. They're I mean, failing people. we actually went, try to get our children to a private school. Our, our middle child is autistic and he's very functional. And so high would, functioning. High, you would never know. Yeah. And first we didn't him. know we until didn't know. very recently. Well, finally, we were watching Love on the Spectrum, a TV show. And watching that show, we, we got after watching it, said, oh my gosh, our son is definitely that he fits. The light bulb, moment, the light bulb right? went off and explains so many things of so many struggles and why certain things don't make sense to him because he sees the world very differently than us. And it made us appreciate Absolutely. him more too. And That's what we say about Reese. His brain just works slightly different, but actually we call it a superpower because it just means it's just a special little thing about him. And actually, God, I'd love to see the world through his eyes some days because I think it's a much nicer place. Yeah, to yeah, be. I know. Our son, he has like a perfect memory. He reads something, he can almost recite it to you. He sees movies, he can tell you the yeah. whole story scene by scene. He just has this yeah. amazing mind that just really absorbs things, data and information that I could never do. I forget everything. So he's quite brilliant. But that said, I just want a lot of people who are listening to maybe rethink or recalibrate right now if this is hitting home for you and realize that it's not too late. It's okay. Your way you are is great. I think that's one of the things I think what we yeah. I was going to make a point was one of the schools we try to get him into a private school, they actually turned us away because they said our schools only are meant for about 80% of the population. There's the 20% on, or 10% on each, the hot, both sides on the higher end and lower end, as far as scoring, cognition and all that. We can't deal with those people. So we don't accept students like that in our school. That was actually pretty crushing because one, we, the school was very good and I knew it was going to be good for our children. And for them to turn us down because our schools didn't, our children did not fit this stereotypical child that fits in like 80% of the population really was discouraging and disappointing. And I think there's a lot of, that 20% may be bigger because I think there's a lot of people who have felt this way. I look back at my life after hearing you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can think of so many people in class who I saw acting up, being discouraged, shut out, quiet, all sorts of things. And their personality had changed. Like they weren't the same person when I knew them when I was like five and seven and eight. And then when I met them in high school, other factors probably changed them. But I think a lot of it was that learning, they just weren't learning. And so school became a discouraged. Yeah, well, it dulls yeah. your sparkle. That's exactly it. If you're not being supported, it dulls your sparkle. I mean, in the UK, we've got like six million people, over six million people who are currently under the umbrella of neurodiversity, but some, a lot of them are undiagnosed. It's 67 million. So we're almost talking 10%. But a big proportion of that is people undiagnosed. That's, that is staggering. It is wrong. wrong. And that's what I think in America, where we're at like 350, wherever we're talking maybe 30 million, 40 million people possibly are struggling without anyone understanding or appreciating or recognizing the struggles that they're going through. That's huge. So anyway, I want, want to explain the depth and the breadth of this a little bit so that people understand. And if this is you, hopefully this is going to give you some validation that you're, <laughs> you're normal, you're okay. And Al. there's strategies that you can adopt and use to help get the information in a different way. Yeah. And so this is one of the things I'm super excited yeah, to talk about. Yeah, this is what I wanted to get into is what her You had some, some real practical things that helped you learn that you were passing on. Can you share some of those things? Yeah, absolutely. So my first thing that I would say to everybody is colour. One, because colour just makes everybody smile and it just brings light to every situation. But colour is a huge, huge thing. 
So it's no accident. My If everybody wants to give me a follow after this and have a look at my brand colours, I have everything in pink. The reason that I did this was because pink helps me read. So if you can imagine, and I'll go back to Matilda, the film again, because mm-hmm. I use this as like an analogy to help explain what I'm talking about. If you remember in the film Matilda, she has words that jumble up across like in her head and everything. That's how I see when I read. I see my L's as T's and T's as L's and P's as D's and D's as P's. So if you imagine when I'm trying to read, everything jumbles on the page, but it actually moves. So when I'm looking at something, if things are in black and white, it's extremely difficult for me to process and actually put pen to paper or read. If I put colour in front of a black and white page, i.e., you know, like if you get a page insert that you could put in a ring binder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a clear vinyl uh, exactly. pocket, like, exactly. a, like a transparent cover that goes over yeah. something. Yeah. We call them a poly pocket or a slippery fish. <laughs> so funny, you I, different. We do not have a, a word for a that. Slippery fish. That's awesome. We would just call it a. An you insert. can have that guy yes. on me for free. <laughs> um, so if you was to use one of those, my color is like a neon pink. The words pop from the page and it makes it super simple for me to read. Remember, it's all about making things more simple for those that struggle. Now, it's all about you finding your colour. So experiment with it. I urge everybody to have a go because even if you are undiagnosed or you just find it difficult to read, give it a go with something that's coloured or even print on coloured paper. And honestly, it's life changing. You could use like a ruler that you would use to underline. Yeah. You can get them in neon colors. And mm. that's a really, really cheap and simple way to just put it over um, the text and see if it helps you. Absolutely. To... Mm. That's fantastic. Yeah, you can get them at like the dollar store or something, I guess you call it. We call it the pound shop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, you don't have a dollar store? <laughs> no, no, the pa- it makes sense if no, we call it the pound shop. Wa- the wand shop. <laughs> okay, so if we're translating this for a trainer or somebody who's teaching lashes yeah. or something like that, I guess one of the suggestions is as the trainer, you could have a bunch of different colored poly pockets or slippery yeah, fishes or, or fish. yeah, transparent things in different colors or even just the rulers and pass them out yeah. and say, if you find this difficult, you might find it helpful to put the color in front of it. And if it works for you, great. I have them on key rings. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So I have them on, I have all the different colors on key rings. And when somebody comes and trains with me, I say to them, when they book, is there any reasonable adjustments that I can make for you to make your life more simple when you come and train? That's a great question. That's so let's it. repeat that. Are there any reasonable adjustments that you need for me to make your life more simple? This could be some people don't like to tell you stuff. So we all know that they could be embarrassed. I've got a stoma bag. So for me, when I, you know, I'm going somewhere, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I've got to go to the toilet a lot. Somebody may have IBS. They need to go for a wee a lot. So they may not want to tell you those things. But actually, we should be talking about these things. Oh, we should. You should be embarrassed. So I think, can you just share what a stoma is? I know what it is. It's like something. Sorry. Yeah. 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 A lot of people might not be. I have my colon removed. Yeah. So it means that I have a bag on the front of my tummy that basically 
physically, I poo in. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not embarrassed about it. It's one of those things. It saved my it life. It saved your life. I wouldn't be here anymore if I didn't have it. So it's on the outside. And yeah, I've seen that in, in the Korean spa. I love the Korean spa because it normalizes every kind of body, which is wonderful. Mastectomies, people who are overweight, people who are elderly, people. It just normalizes everything. And so I've seen that there. And I just love seeing women that, that had that to have the comfort to walk around with it. So thank you for sharing that. No, you're fine. I guess for me, as I'm trying to think, because we do trainings and I'd love to be able to put in our, in our email that we send out to people ahead of time like we give them a little prep like here's what's going to happen and schedule and all that so i guess this is where we could put that in there would it be smart you think to give them at least an idea of what we mean because i don't want them to go any adjustments i don't need anything but if someone has an issue like you said some people really can't focus for more than like an hour or half hour they're like you know if i if you're gonna sit there for two hours straight probably to shut up and just suffer right and just deal with it so i use the power of speech and this is something I mentioned at Lashfest. We're all so quick to sit behind a computer, sending emails, not actually speaking to anybody anymore. Every student that comes and trains with me, I speak to verbally. I'll either pick up the phone to them. I will do a WhatsApp video call with them. Whatever it is to make somebody more comfortable. And I'm a busy salon. I'm a busy trainer but I speak to every person that is coming into my venue because I want them to know who I am, get to know me and to know that this is a safe space for them. I'm so big on that. So big on it. It's so important. You can read people that way too. So when you ask them, are there any reasonable adjustments I can make in my training and they look uncomfortable or they go, Oh, I'm fine. You go, I, you said you're fine, but I just wanted to ask something because I see you feel uncomfortable. Is there really something I can do? Because I want to make sure that we make this training really work for you. And if there's some limitations. And I tell things, them about yeah. me and I say, this is just to let you know that I might stumble my words a little bit because I'm dyslexic and I do have to go to the toilet quite a lot because I've got a stoma. So I will have to empty a few times. I hope that's okay with you. And then they might, and then they tend to open up because you shared that you are vulnerable. And if they're vulnerable, they'll share that with you. Wow. And I guess the big thing, because some people are going to say, well, I don't have any vulnerability to share. Like for me, I don't believe I have any of those issues. So is there a way as someone like me who may be a little bit less aware or less clued in can still encourage that openness? You can say things like throughout the day, there'll be plenty of movement breaks throughout the day because there's a lot of information to take in. If you need any further movement breaks, please just let me know. By that, they might think, yes, she's got this. I need a movement break. I'm going to tell her now because you'll find people with ADHD. They need movement breaks. My goodness, they need movement breaks. You can say things like, you know, you can put it, just be be upfront and honest. Like we've got to get the elephant out of the room and feel comfortable. Don't worry. Just say, I have learning aids available to you. If you have any learning needs, I have learning aids available. Learning needs. That's a good way, I think, to put it. Because again, it's wanting to be sensitive and not be insulting to people, but at the same time, open that door of vulnerability because it is vulnerable because I'm sure most people like you, you're brave, but I'm sure a lot of people have been taught in their life, just, just be quiet and just hide it and pretend it doesn't exist. And that is like probably the worst thing you could do because now it just can perpetuate the problem. And we're going to teach a class thinking you're learning. And meanwhile, your, your mind is somewhere else. The because words you're are just exactly. going over their heads.
Yeah, exactly. And I didn't used to be brave like this. I've just, I've wanted to be brave for other people. And I'm always really nervous. Every time I meet anybody new, I'm terrified. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that you don't project that. No, no. Like, I remember you were feeling nervous before the talk. And I'd never seen you talk. But when you got on stage, you were just like an explosion, an explosion of and confidence. And by far the most energy and also the funniest person on stage. And I was I, like, I, I, what I was love... she worried about? Uh, oh, my yeah. goodness. I thought you were going to be like. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know where it came from. And I was chucking my cards down. You, you just had personality. And I'm like, she's been doing this forever. So I couldn't believe that you were that nervous before. So no, you did great. You did great. I love the idea for at least. That's Luxia changing the colors. That's great. I'd never even thought of that. Yeah. When I see red letters, they float on paper for me. I don't know what oh, it is. Oh, interesting. Only red. Red letters for me, sometimes I'm looking at them. They have this weird, they just, they don't change space, but they do move. And I've always thought, that's a little weird. Okay, well, there is a condition, synesthesia, I think it's called. I think Kanye West has it, yeah. where certain words are in different colors. And you, you, certain words and numbers are different colors in their brain. And it's just a different level of... Yeah, I mean, but... It's like a superpower. Yeah, I mean, for me, it doesn't change my ability to read, I think. But at least when we start sound color, just hit me like, oh my gosh, all my life, I've never even told I you. you never told me. It's not always, it's just weird. It's just a bizarre thing. But I can see how color does change the way we perceive and understand letters and all that. Well, you know, the other day I was looking at something and I'm like, doesn't it look like the numbers are floating? And you looked at me and said, no, it's just because you're old. <laughs> 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 well, you do say funny things sometimes. Whatever. So. <laughs> don't we all, don't we all? I'm just an insensitive jerk. <laughs> no, you're not. But colour doesn't, it's not just for dyslexia, that can really aid concentration as well. So if you do have anybody with, you know, an, under the neurodiverse umbrella or with an, another specific learning need, that colour can really help aid concentration as well. So it's not just for dyslexia. So if you've got somebody with ADHD or anything like that, it can really help draw in their attention. The other thing to say about other specific learning needs is fiddle toys, things like that. So if you've got somebody tapping a pen, that can be disruptive to other people. But if you've got little fiddle toys and stuff, they're so widely available now. And actually, I don't think that they they look like, oh, why are they playing with a fiddle toy? Loads of people have them now. So the little wiggly bands to play with or the the poppets and stuff, loads of people have them now. So it's not something to look at somebody and go, oh, why have they got that? You know? Weirdo, yeah. It's just something yeah. that's quite common, yeah. those finner, yeah. spinner fidgets and stuff. Yeah, we call yeah. Them fidget. and actually, spinner. they can be quite therapeutic for everybody to use. So you could actually, if you know you've got one person that needs that, give it to everybody and say, this is just what we do at NK Beauty Bar, an academy or wherever it may, might be that you are, and say, this is just my style of teaching to help you absorb information better. Oh, I love so that. So that you're not pinpointing one person. So you yeah. can provide fitter, spinner fidgets. That's right. No, that's yeah. great. I love the idea. By the way, when it, when you do a presentation with slides, do you try to, I mean, one thing that we do with our presentations, we try not to put a lot of words on there because yeah. I feel like words, first off, it, people yeah. have to read. It's not, I think you're losing a lot of people in the audience. I think images, video are better and then talk about it, like use it as inspiration or as an illustration and then explain or use the image to help enhance your talk, not be your talk, I guess. Is that, I guess, helpful? Absolutely. 
Well, you'll, you'll note from my presentation at Lashfest, there were basically hardly any words on it, or it was just one word at a time. That was meant to be more powerful than anything else, because I couldn't sit there and read a PowerPoint. We call it death by PowerPoint. You do lose people in that. So, yeah, my presentations for all of my courses are very, very simple. A little golden nugget that I will give everybody is that all of my manuals are audible as well. Oh, that is a golden nugget. Wow, that's a great idea. That's a very so you, golden nugget. So you, after you teach a class, do you send the audio to them? If they need it, yeah. So it's it's all available to them should they need it. Yeah, that's not something that I widely share with people, just to my students, but I will give it to everybody. Thank so. you, thank you, thank you. That's that a great idea. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Night. I think it's it's something that actually everybody should be doing if you are able to. It took me a long time to do it because of how I struggled. Doing my actual manuals themselves was a real labour of love that I hated just because I really struggle with actually doing it. But yeah, doing the audio stuff because I then had to read the information. Yeah. <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> really that hard. Really difficult. A feat. We have a lot of video in our training. I think our, our training is probably 80% videos on and all that. We don't do a lot. Of, we do pictures too. But I create a file with I think we have like 30, 40, 50 videos. I forgot how many videos, but we send them the file after the class is done saying, if you want to go back and watch the videos to help you understand Tustin's technique, you, that's all there. Like we, we, we share that. So that way it's very visual. People can go back and watch it. And usually Tuss is explaining what she's doing. So there's audio going on during the video. So I think I like that. And I love the idea of reading the manual. So there's an audio manual. That's all great. I think those are huge steps to helping people learn and remember remember things differently. What, what are some other things that you think people could do to help with their training or learning? So as I said, the power of speech is huge. I think introducing yourself is huge to me. The other thing is, as, aside from training, actually for people within their salons, really, really think about what you're doing with your treatment menus. Because if they are in black and white, you're losing people before they've even come to you. So how do you do your menu? Everything is in colour. So it's not just in pink. We've got things in different bits of colour. We've got highlighted text. Highlighters are a really, really cheap way of, of doing things as well. Nobody would expect you to go and you might be listening to this thinking, oh no, what have I done? It's all in black and white. How can I change this? You know, you could get somebody come into your salon and there you can see them struggling, have a highlighter ready, have a few different colours and you could be going through it with them and you can just highlight it in different colour for them. Also, when you're doing your social media, Instagram does all of this for you. You've got your stories, get your face on there and speak to your public. Don't just hide behind the camera and type everything because a lot of people, they'll just go, oh, no, I can't do that because I can't read it. Or, you know, people can't concentrate. Get your face on there and actually speak to them. Remember the power of speech. People want to know you and your personality and they want to know a bit about you as well. So if you do feel vulnerable, get it out there because honestly, people buy from people. And honestly, a massive proportion of the people that come and train with me 
are people that know my story and they've come and trained with me because they feel comfortable to do so. That's your audience, You're attracting right? those people. Yeah. yeah. People buy from people. And honestly, I've had people that have chosen to come to me as a really small, tiny fish in this pond, in our big beauty pond, that ha- have chosen to come to me rather than going to a massive, massive multi-million brand because of my story. Mm. So I really, really encourage people to be brave, be vulnerable, and get your story out there. Because it, honestly, it's worked for me. Yeah. I love it. No, absolutely. Now, Nikki, can you recommend any kind of books for people that are interested in learning more about the neurodivergent umbrella? So they can find other techniques, or if they themselves are struggling, and finally no one has diagnosed them, they're like, I finally think- Is this think, me? This you is know? me. Maybe How? I need to find out what I can do to help myself. So I'm the wrong person to ask about books because I don't read anything. I'm really sorry. I just realized. However, (laughs) if anybody does want any further information, drop me a message because I've got e-books and all sorts that I've done myself. They're all audible. So nobody has to worry about sitting and reading if they're not comfortable to, if they've not got the attention span to. I can work with you. I've got a new online course coming that is all going to be video footage and everything. So if you want help, I'm here for you guys. That's, oh, that's, that's wonderful. Really great. Yeah, where can they find where you? Where can what, people yeah, find you? What, what's your handle and website and all that stuff? So my website is www.nkbeautybaracademy.com. And my Instagram is at NK Beauty Bar and Academy. Now, is the and spelled A N D or yes. okay? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, that I I, I really I, I loved all this. It's been extremely enlightening. And actually, I'm taking notes myself. I'm there's changes. I am. I'm. I really love. I just want to go over some of these things so that we can reestablish all the wisdom that you gave us. An audio file is really good if you're teaching. You know, make sure that you're getting that out for people who learn differently. Yeah. Spinner fidgets or fidget toys yeah. for students. The colored poly pockets or slippery fish, as you call them. We call them transparent <laughs> folders. The power of speech, making sure that you're actually, instead of just relying on emails or text messages, that I love you're that idea actually, what's cu- WhatsApp call, yeah. You're actually reaching out and talking to these people, your people. And then asking, is there any reasonable accommodations that I can make for you to make sure that you're learning and getting this information the best that you can? And I think, too, giving more breaks. I, I think we suffer we're, from that. We're we suffer horrible. from that. We, I, Tuss will go on for two hours talking straight. And, that, and I can't stand that when I'm doing that. But I'm standing up. I mean, if I'm sitting in the class, I will go to the back and stand up and rock back and forth, you know? They're the big key points. But obviously, if anybody does want any further information, as I say, I can absolutely help further. And if anybody wants me to come over to America and run any workshops, I'm I'm absolutely happy and willing. I'll awesome. be in Toronto in Canada in September. Oh, um, are you going to be at Lash Fest in September? Is that yeah. the one? All okay, right. awesome. fantastic. Yeah, we were there last year. We will not this year just because LashCon is uh-huh. one month later and me leaving to go anywhere before LashCon is no, it's not a good it's, idea. It's our crunch time, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, no, if anybody wants me to come over and um, do any workshops or anything, I would be happy and willing. That'd be great. I know. I think this is a a really, really unspoken part of our industry that I've never until you, I've never heard anything about it. And if it's true, let's say 10% of the people are dealing with this issue. 
There are at least tens of thousands, a hundred thousand lash artists right now who are all struggling, trying to figure out how to, to learn and how mean, how to deal with clients and all this stuff. And they're struggling and hopefully this will help people to rethink and recalibrate and, and adapt a little bit more differently. So we can be more inclusive. So more people aren't being left out or feel ashamed of who they are or something's wrong with them. That's why I was so excited to come on and talk with you guys, because it's just going to reach an even bigger audience. So sky's the limit now. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm great. This is, I'm very excited. Well, hopefully as we, we return beforehand, we will be moving to video hopefully in the second half of this year. So and we'll have to have we'll you, have you back for that. and maybe we can some visual aids for people instead of just talking Definitely. about, we can actually go and show people what we're talking about, which would be super, super cool. But otherwise, hopefully if some miracle happens and we do decide to go to Lash Fest in Toronto, cause we're going to Dallas, by the way, we're going to, we're just going as attendees. You know, we kind of last year, I think Toronto came on the last second so there's a small chance but i unfortunately don't think so this year all right cool well thank you so much awesome nikki for being on our show you've been a blessing thank you for having me hey guys guess what that's a wrap we are done we are out of here thank you so much for hanging out with us today please follow us on instagram at lashcast and at the last conference and remember to subscribe share and review on behalf of my last Pete Tusney, as well as our special guest, Nikki, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you're a friend in the lash industry.